We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right. Hello, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Dan is still searching around, but I think he's ready. Is this Beetlejuice or Beezlebull? But but what is that right there? Well, it's in English. It's a uh, be the Beelzebub. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get. It. Okay, now go ahead. The now. rest of it I can't read. Don't ask yeah. for. <laughs> so our question for today does have to do with that name. I think. Pretty sure that's why he's there. But the question is, can there really be demon possessions in today's day and age? Okay. <laughs> this is going to take a different tack than what you think. <clears throat> um, I want to take issue with the idea of demon possession, period. Um, there that is, is different. There is a word in the New Testament if we read these different accounts. For example, okay. this word occurs in Mark chapter fi- uh, 5 and mm-hmm. verse 15. Okay. And if you'd read yours and tell us what your translation says there. All right. So I've got the ESV and it says, And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the legion, sitting there clothed and in his right hand, and they were afraid. In his right mind. Right mind. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is after Jesus drives the unclean spirits away from this man. Uh, if you go back to the... Um, first part of that chapter in Mark chapter 5 and Mm -hmm. verse uh, 2, this guy comes out to meet him and it calls him a man with an unclean spirit. Mm -hmm. And then it tells about the uh, things this man was able to do. The word that the ESV translated there, demon possessed, the word possessed, I don't believe is in this word. Uh, the word is related to the word demon itself, and the Greek verb is daimonizo, daimonizo, okay. which to me means demonized hmm. or, or tormented by a demon. That's, that's it. That's it? Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so tormented by a demon, demonized, yeah. bothered by a demon. Hmm. I think that's more... That's a little bit closer to the real meaning of the New Testament word than possessed. Yeah, this footnote says it's elsewhere rendered oppressed by demons. That's a good, I think that's a good translation. Ah. And I've been reading this for years and looking at these. And my problem is I cannot show in Scripture where God ever took free will or allowed free will to be taken away from a person. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, as, as far back as we go, Satan had power to influence people. Yeah. 
but those people still had free will, okay. at least in the beginning. Now, we can think of things today <clears throat> where um, perhaps Satan starts to open a little door in our life and put something in our mind or put something before us. Mm-hmm. And then we may partake of that something a little bit. And before we know it, we might find ourselves enslaved to that something. Yes. Whether it's drugs or sex or alcohol or whatever it might be. Yeah. You know. But we had to take the first step to let Satan in. I'm okay. thinking of a scripture that's in a totally different context in uh, John 13. Okay. Where it's talking about Judas and how Judas had been flirting with Satan for a long time, and he was greedy and was stealing the things that were in the bag. Yeah. But in John 13, 2, I believe it is, read that for us. Uh, during supper, when the devil had already put it into, his, into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. All right, so the devil had put it into his heart mm. at that point. But look at verse 27 and see what it says. Okay. Verse 27 says, Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. So is there a distance between the first time that Satan put it in his heart and when Satan finally finally entered into him? Are you saying maybe Judas wanted it or I, asked I think, for it? I think or? Judas opened the door for Satan ah. and let him in. It's almost like he bought into the lie yes. that he was being fed. And, and let him in a little bit more and then let him in a little bit more. He first okay. let him into the foyer and then he let him into the living room. Then he gave him ownership. And then he then he gave him a place to stay and then finally he just gave over to him. See? Okay. So <clears throat> I believe that... These cases where um, these people were grievously tormented by the devil mm-hmm. started out with that person allowing the devil into their life in some way on purpose. Okay. And then proceeded to where they couldn't get the devil off of them. They couldn't give, get him off their back. Sort of like, you know, the first time somebody says, wouldn't you like to take a hit off this crack pipe? And you do. And then, you know, circumstances make you do it again and again. Pretty soon you can't think of living without it, and pretty soon he's got you as a slave. Yeah. The, the funny thing about the way that's phrased is I've heard that um, illustration or that way of thinking about it used a lot in uh, fictional writings. They'll, when fiction writers would try to portray this idea of a possession by a spirit, I've heard several times it's not actually they come in and take possession of you, but they're like floating around and whispering and they're acting on you, but not physically in you. And I always thought, well, that's weird. Where'd they get that? Well, but, think of think of the Holy Spirit okay. dwelling in us. Are there degrees to the influence of the Holy Spirit? And why would God say be filled with the Holy Spirit? Very true. Yeah. So, so some people, you know, they may have the Holy Spirit around, but they're really not, they're really not filling their life with the influence of the yeah. Spirit. They haven't given over to it. Um, I do, okay. I do see that Jesus and the apostles had great power to to immediately free people mm-hmm. from the oppression of Satan that was on them, the casting away or the casting out of those right. evil spirits. And that's kind of where I, I was <clears throat> thinking of the story in Acts 16, when Paul has the girl that's 
been just kind of pestering him for a while, and then he finally gets fed up and sends the spirit out of her. Right. Uh, and so that's, the, anyway, I was wondering if right. similar words are there. But And there you have a person that was getting supernatural power from this yeah. demonic spirit. And then when um, Paul got rid of that demonic spirit, she no longer had that supernatural power. Yeah. Um, I see nothing in Scripture that would suggest that Satan's power to torment people has been limited in the way that they can't do that anymore. Hmm. I, I do believe that there is a passage in Scripture that suggests in Revelation 20 in particular that the great persecution that was perpetrated on the church by the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. uh, that was Satan's work and that Satan was prohibited from doing that anymore. Hmm. Uh, for a long time to that degree. So there is a limitation there. Okay. But, uh, you know, you see First Peter 5, um, what is it, 7 or something like that, 7 or 8, about the devil being a roaring lion, seeking yeah. whom he may First devour. Peter. See if that's the right scripture. First Peter 5, let's see. Eight five eight. Be sober-minded and watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So, a roaring lion sounds like a pretty serious thing, right there. Yeah. To devour us. Yeah. So, can Satan devour us? Yes, but he can't devour us spiritually without our say so. Hmm. Um, so we can we can open the door and let him in. You know, that one passage in Revelation, Jesus says, I stand at your door and knock. Mm-hmm. Well, Satan's every day at our door knocking. And we don't have to open the door. But if we yeah. do, we're liable to be in trouble. So it's less like, <clears throat> oh my goodness, I was walking down the road and just, I was overtaken by a spirit. It's more, there's no. been a spirit of lying of deceit of whatever just working on you and working on you and working on you and eventually you gave into it i think so now the 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 one that many people will bring up in disagreement with what i'm saying is the account in mark 9 which is also um matthew 17 and luke 9 about this boy with an unclean spirit Mm. and some people will translate it boy some will translate it child yeah. Um, I don't think that was a little bitty tiny child that had that issue. I think that was a a maybe a teenager and that that this one uh had really taken root in this uh boy's life and the apostles couldn't seem to get rid of it and Jesus said hmm. this kind only comes out through much prayer, you know, at the end of the, the yeah. thing down in verse what, twenty eight, twenty nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, again, I don't believe that that young person's free will was ever not present with him. Another point I wanted to bring up, even in the Mark 5 Gadarene demoniac, if you really read that account, the man came to meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the human yeah. being that wanted to get rid of the demon, came yeah. to meet Jesus. And if he hadn't, he probably still have that demon. But he came to Jesus. The demons resisted going away. But the man, I think, wanted hmm. to get rid of those demons. And I think that was his choice. Yeah. <clears throat> I definitely see what the problem would be in the Mark passage, you know, where it says he's had this from childhood. 
Yeah. You know, there in verse 21. And so I can see some people going, well, how would he know or have the wherewithal to let someone in or made those choices or whatever? And so maybe that's what would be the... Yeah, from childhood. Does that mean since he was born? Mm-hmm. Or does that mean, you know, since he became an adolescent? I don't know. Right. You know, what's the age of accountability? When can a person open the door and let Satan in their life? Yeah, and is that talking, like I say, is that childhood in the Jewish culture, which could be, what, 12? 12, you yeah. Know, or is that childhood could, meaning uh, a two-year-old? You know, are there any children in our culture who are introduced to drugs or sex or... Unfortunately, or, uh, yeah. alcohol at a at a fairly young age, and and uh, hmm. they open the door and they let Satan in, and they are enslaved. Yeah, very interesting. I never thought about it from that direction. So you're right; that's a little different tack than. So my answer would be: I think that people are oppressed by the devil today. Yes, and they were <laughs> oppressed by the devil then. And that it's through God's power and through turning to God that we can free ourselves of that oppression. Hmm. Or to put it a different way, God, through his power, can free us of that oppression. But Ephesians 6 would say we're not capable by ourselves without God of being of yeah. defeating the oppression of the devil. Very interesting. So I'm sure... I'm we'll probably sure, get some I'm sure there are people one. hearing this and they're going, but, but, but... They have something in mind. See, I don't believe people floated and barfed out green barf and their heads spun around. because We couldn't that. finish out without that reference. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, this is one of those subjects that is confusing to think about in the first place. It doesn't get talked about a lot because people are afraid to say the wrong thing or whatever. So if you're out there with some more follow-ups to this, by all means, send in those passages. Again, when you have those specific passages, that makes it a little easier to dissect and look at. But comments, questions, we love to get them. Thanks for watching. Have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.